2: A day podcast
3: it's saturday it's pack a day your 24 7 365 day a year pack a day podcast hope you're enjoying your weekend on this third weekend in january my goodness the time is flying by but we're gonna be trying to fly by here in the next uh, 20 to 25 minutes on pack a day i'm jake turner for packerstalk.com and joining me, of course, is my partner in crime, 32 years in the business, at BobMcGinnFootball.com writer, Mark Eckel. Mark, how you doing?
4: I'm good, Jake. How are you?
3: I'm oh, fantastic. You know, always a great pleasure to talk about some Packer football. And uh, currently, our commander-in-chief, himself, a pack day put us on the end-of-the-year review, and we are going to dive into the offensive line now, we are not going to bring up anything uh, regarding anything about coaching candidates or anything because, I mean, you just never know what's going to happen in Packerland. So, But we do have some big news coming up out here. According to Tom Silverstein, Frank Zignetti, the quarterback's coach, very cocky in his own way, has been fired from the Green Bay Packers and will move on. But that's not the biggest news. It is offensive line coach James Campen, who has been, uh, who said goodbye to Green Bay and went to Cleveland after 20 years in the organization and 15 years as a Packers coach. Mark, what does the absence of James Campen do? Uh, I mean, let's see.
4: Uh, listen, when you hire a new head coach, mm. there's going to be staff
3: coaching mm-hmm. changes
4: and. Let's be honest. The, the, the Green Bay Packers the last two years were not a good football team. No, S- slice it, dice it, make all the excuses that you want, but they were not a good football team. So, I don't care who stays and 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 who goes. To be honest. I mean, this is it's all up to Matt La La LaFleur. Now it's his team. It's his coaching staff. Obviously, he didn't think a whole lot of James camping, or where he wouldn't have let him even interview with the Browns. So. I, I gotta put all my, all my trust in the new head coach and whatever he wants his staff to look like, that's what it's gonna look like. So if he didn't want, I, obviously there's some guys he wants to stay, you uh, from, from re- reports, he's keeping the running backs coach, Ben, Ben Sermons, uh, he's keeping the tight ends coach, um, you know, the, I don't think that uh, this is going to sound crazy. I don't think the quarterback coach on this team with this staff is going to be very important because I kind of think Nathaniel Hackett, the new offensive coordinator, is going to be a quasi quarterback coach as well, and oh, Lafleur so, is going to be a quasi quarterback coach as well. So I, I kind of think, but um, you know, now offensive line. They, apparently, they they have some guys in, in mind to take Campins' place, um, but they're going to. I think they're going to run a different system as well. Um, I think they're going to get away from the old, but um, whatever. The, what did they call it? The zone blocking, whatever that they ran under Mike McCarthy and, and Joe Philbin and all that. So all the
3: time. Um, so they're going to want
4: their own guy teaching their own system. So again, I you know, I James Campion. I mean, you could he did a nice job, and I'm sure he'll do a nice job with the Cleveland Browns. But it was you know, just like it was time for Mike McCarthy to move on. It's time for James Campion to move on, and the Packers have to. Stop looking backwards and start looking forwards.
3: And that's what, you know, you got to give a lot of credit first off. I mean, this is what we have expected from a new head coach. This is why you do not want a retread of a previous head coach to come in because now you got this one 39 years young. Coming in and getting the ability to actually create a new philosophy because that's what he wanted to bring. He said this in his press conference, and he's going to bring it here. So whatever offensive line coach he decides to bring in, Packer fans, you're just going to have to deal with it. But Mark, they are still going to have some very good talent still on this team. You got David Battiari, who was in highest pass blocking grade among tackles according to Pro Football Focus. You got. In spite of that, he's still a good player. No,
4: I'm 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 the most anti-pro football focused guy. In
3: okay, no, that's I, fair. I, I that's fair. I don't, I, don't,
4: I don't trust anything they say, but I watch with my own eyes. All and right, Bakhtiari might be the best left left tackle in the game today. He's right there. If no he's not doubt, the best he's in the top. No five, doubt. You know, top three.
3: No doubt. Well, anyway, yeah. Second would be Andrew Whitworth for the Rams.
4: He's very good as well.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lane Taylor, if he could stay healthy, coming back as well. Corey Lindsley, a very good center. This one is interesting to me, though, because I felt like he did the best job at right guard. Lucas Patrick, in the last couple of games, Lucas Patrick actually did an admirable job off that right guard side that Byron Bell could not do, Justin McCray did horribly with. And that is something very intriguing going forward in that right guard position. But also, it's Brian Balaga. And Mark, would the Packers actually send Balaga off?
4: I don't know. That's you know, to me that's the most interesting thing about the offensive line. And I agree with you that sixty percent of the line is very is fine.
3: Mm-hmm. You've got
4: the best, like I said, one of the, if not the best, one of the top three left tackles in the game. Corey Lindsey, I think, is a top five or six.
3: At least, Mark. I mean, player. come on. I, I mean
4: very, I, I don't wanna over I don't want to be Mr. Superfan and think every player on the Packers is the greatest, but
3: no, sure. no, 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 center.
4: Very good good Lane Taylor... Solid. He's a solid left guard. You can, mm-hmm. you can believe me. You can do a lot worse than than Lane Taylor at left <laughs> guard, and he's signed. Yeah. He's he's under contract. For, so sixty percent, you're good. Right guard, yes. Patrick did okay, but I think he's a. I think you want him back as a as a versatile backup. I don't think you want him to start. I I, I think they will draft um or sign um a new right right guard. Um, Brian Balaga, that, that that's that the question. That's what, to me, one of the top five questions of this offseason. He's a very good, had a great career with them, number one pick out of Iowa. has you know, had a nice career. But, I mean, you can really only count on him for 10 to 12 games a year every year now. He gets hurt. He's starting to, I mean, the wear and tear on his body from all those years of playing and playing hard and playing well, it's just starting to take its toll on him now. And, See, I, I think the Packers should draft a right tackle at either 32. I'm assuming it's 32 if the Saints win a Super Bowl, whatever that Saints pick is, 30, 31, 32, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think either that pick or 44 in the second round. One of those two picks, I think, should could go toward a, a right tackle who maybe, if you if you do keep Brian Bologan, you play the kid at right guard for a year. And then eventually move him out to right tackle when Balaga doesn't can't can't do it any, any longer. I personally I would try to milk one more year out of Ryan Balaga. but if the Packers decide that it's time and they and they save the what five or six million off his deal, um then if you want to then if you want to draft and start a rookie right right tackle, I just worry about rookies sometimes starting.
3: Um but no, yeah, I, that, that's, that's no you're big, right, Mark. That's I mean, I his, understand what you're saying about the rookies. I, I understand what you're saying. But, I mean, this is actually a very strong draft if you're an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman coming into the 2019 NFL draft. But it's not just that, though. Because Brian Balaga is suffering through the same thing that Josh Sitton and TJ Lang are suffering through, back injuries, which means now they are on the back nine of their careers. And if you can uh, oh. get one more year out of Balaga then fine, but he also is having back issues, along with that torn ACL he had last year, and he's had those issues. But if you can get one more year out of him, that would be good, but you have to, but we also have to go into the other side of this depth chart, because Jason Sprague has a colossal, colossal disappointment, and I would not be a bit surprised if the Packers send him packing uh, no No, sooner than March.
4: Well, 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 why do it in March? I mean, I'd bring him to camp. See how he looks. I mean, but okay.
3: You know, and maybe, I mean, okay. maybe the light bulb comes on. You depth, never know, sir?
4: but I mean, I, don't, I mean, if I can get something for him, I would trade him yesterday. But I mean, just to cut him to cut him. I mean, you know, I don't think I don't think there's 90 guys better than him. So bring him to camp, and but I think he'll be among the 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 cuts. I mean, hopefully they can they can get somebody better than than, than him because that's that's what I started to say. You know, we went over to starters, but they need some depth on this offensive
3: line as well. That was a big problem. Um, we, we've
1: here's, talked
4: I, about gonna that. I'm going to throw two, two names at you at two guys that were on the, that are on the current roster. Um, really didn't play much, but uh, let's start with Alex Light.
3: Alex Light, okay. Tackle
4: last year. They must like something about him. Now we mm-hmm. don't see practice every day. They do. He, he, I'm sure he, you know, he he's, he does something because the Packers made a lot of personnel moves through the course of last season, cutting guys, putting some guys, from the, um, the roster onto the practice squad, moving guys up. I mean, they, a, a lot of it was due to injury. Mm. Um, others were just moves that they They wanted to make bringing guys in and letting guys go. Well, they never touched Alex light. They never even tried to cut him and put him on the practice squad because they must've thought somebody else would, would, would sign him. So unless I'm reading this wrong, the Packer coach, or now it's different coaches too, so that, that could be a difference, but somebody in the Packers likes Alex Light, right? Or he mm-hmm. wouldn't have been on the roster the, the entire season. Um, who made the team mm-hmm. and never played. I think he played a couple snaps in the Lions game at the end of the year. Maybe even the, the, the game prior to that. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I don't know. If, I, I, I couldn't tell you if he's any good or not. All I'm telling you is the fact that he was on the roster the entire season tells me that somebody... Now, it might have been Mike McCarthy that loved him. Well, he's not here anymore, so if that's if that was the case, then he might be gone. But he's a guy that I think they're going to look at, um, not as a starter, but as a as as a good backup for, for depth. The other guy is a guy that they,
3: they picked up during the middle of the year, and that's Nico Saragusa. From the Baltimore Ravens. I Ravens, love it that you brought this one up.
4: Now, he's a guy, now I know a little bit about him. He was... He was uh, he was a pretty good player in college at San Diego State.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: he was highly he was somewhat highly regarded at coming out of that that draft. I, I was running every every day then. I remember I remember that draft that he was in, and him being a name that um, you know I, I mentioned more than once or twice when I wrote about offensive lineman. Um, he was part of he was he actually was a key lineman on that San Diego State team where Donnell Pumphrey, the little running back. Um, the NCAA record for rushing yards and Sarah Goosa was part of that offensive line now he's he's been besides with injuries mm-hmm. the Ravens drafted him early in the fourth round so it's they not did. like he's so afterthought. he was mm-hmm. a, a, a you know for a guard to go in the fourth round that's that's pretty good so um he, but he's, he's been hurt he, he, he hasn't been able to stay healthy his first two, two years in the league um but he's a guy I'm sure the Packers are going to take a, lo- a very long look at him um in, in mini camp and um, the OTAs, and then again in training camp. Now, could he be the starter at right guard? I'm not going to go that far, but I think he could be like Lucas Patrick, a quality backup.
3: Yeah, I mean there it, there is there is talent on this depth chart, but that we need to have more than this. And we talked about this back in August when the offensive line came out. The Packers were keeping nine of them, but I actually looked at it and went maybe about. Five, maybe maybe six, were you know legitimate should be on an NFL roster, and the other ones I kind of sat there and went, well, maybe the AAF might look at them coming up here, the Alliance of America <laughs> Football. League. <laughs> uh, this is well, the pat- A.
4: Like I said, I think they're going to. They could sign. I think they may sign a free agent. Okay. If, if if there's one that they like and they can come to a good you know a good deal with them, and I think they're going to draft. I said like I I want to draft one. Like I said, either at the bottom of the first round or early second.
3: Do you have one um, in mind? Not
4: now. It's too early. I haven't okay. really looked that close yet. I just honest.
3: want to make sure. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't know what's going on over this. there at So, Nah, Bob will <laughs> uh, probably know what do this one, but, All um, right. This is the I mean, uh, no, Pack-A-Day podcast.
5: Have long,
4: we have plenty of time to talk about the who they're going to draft.
5: But yes. Um,
1: right, right now,
4: I can tell you what I want. I don't know who yet. I mean, I want I want a pass rusher early. I want an offensive lineman. I want a tight end. But I'm, I'm not going to give you names just just quite quite yet. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they'll draft at least two linemen. I think they'll draft one early, like I said, either bottom first or early second. And then draft another one, like, in the, in the fourth or fifth round, you know.
3: Yeah, one of those where intriguing they, ones that come go out go of nowhere, like Mike Wall or Marco Rivera, you know, one of those back in the day. Yeah, I well, understand they, what I mean, you're to saying. T.J. Lang... Sitting Lang, Bakhtiari
4: were all mid-round picks. Huh? Sitting Lang, back Bakhtiari were all Lindsay. They were all like fourth, fifth yes. Round
3: picks. Yes, yes they were. And uh, so that, that was one point, of the keys. That's why I
4: Sarah Goosa being a fourth round pick, I mean, you get, you could get good interior linemen mm-hmm. in the fourth round. I mean, that's usually yes, where you they go.
3: That's usually where you want to get your best offense right. alignment. I mean, yes, you get those not first careful, rounders, but, but not I'm all first rounders down. pan out. As an offensive lineman, it's just not possible. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast, uh, 24-7, 365 days a year on iTunes, Spotify, ah, hell with it, you can find us everywhere. I'm Jake Turner of PackersTalk.com, alongside uh, Mark Eckle, 32 years in the business with BobMcGinnFootball.com. Uh, Mark, to wrap this up here, I wanted to jump in just really briefly into the free agents. Uh, it was according to SportTrack.com. The following six right now are the top free agents coming up here, and I'm just going to start from six to one. If you want to jump in, go ahead. I'm going to start with Ramon Foster for the Steelers, James Carpenter for the Jets, Roger Saffold for the Rams, Andy Levitra for the Falcons, Michael Wapati for the Cardinals, and the one that everybody's going to be looking at, Center guard Ryan Khalil of the six, which one intrigues you the most that the Packers decide to get a free agent? Saffold. Saffold, okay.
4: Yeah, I would. I I like him a lot. Um, he would be, uh, yeah. If uh, of those, I mean, I like most of us I mean, I, listen, I wouldn't argue with almost any. Ayapati great, but he's mm-hmm. always hurt. He's been hurt. He's like that's like telling. Like you're, we're talking about Ryan B- Balaga having injuries and make you know. In the back. I think you could say the same thing for for Mike Alapati. I mean, mm-hmm. great player when he and when he was healthy. When he, you know, one of the best. But now I'm not signing a guy who's. Packers have enough injury problems on their own without adding a guy who's already who has injury problems. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I would throw him out just because of that. um Khalil probably isn't going to come. For, I I can't imagine they're going to let him go. um Southville would be the one I would, of the, of the six you mentioned, he would be the one I would I would key on.
3: Yeah, Mark, I, uh, the Panthers would make a crucial mistake because that's the anchor of their offensive line and it will be shoddy going forward. That's the one that keeps the, the glue together in Carolina. I like the Oapati one, but the one that really intrigues me the most is because he comes off this good offensive line, Andy Lavitra. Andy Levitra has been stout ever since he was at Buffalo. He comes back down to Atlanta. And let's be honest, Atlanta, was a t- they were such an overrated team coming into this year. But the last couple of years, with that offensive line, with the way that they were structured coaching-wise, they had a very stout offensive line. Andy Lavitra was one of those true reasons that they were so good at that guard spot. And he was able to open up those holes with center Alex Mack, where Devontae Freeman And uh, Coleman as well. So, I mean, I think that would be a very intriguing one because he has such versatility and he's quick off the snap. That's my guy right there.
4: Okay. I I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't be opposed to him at all, but Saffold, I kind of like just a little better. But that's, you know, again, it's listen, anything would, Packers need a good, I mean, I'll I'll take either one. How's
3: that? Well, no, I understand. I mean, what he did to that Cowboys defensive line on uh, last Saturday was unbelievable. I mean, Saffold and Whitworth. They were like a two-man wrecking crew. Yep. It's crazy. Uh, so on that. So let's talk about, uh, so we got our free agents down now. I want to go back to this depth chart for a moment. Of the four that I'm about to read off to you, which one do you believe might not make it into camp? Jason Spriggs, Justin McCray, Nico Saragusa, or Adam Pankey?
4: I think they all go to camp.
3: Okay, why is that?
4: I mean, they're, they're all signed, right?
3: Yeah, to, I mean, to those minimum contracts, yes. Whatever,
4: yeah, but they're, they're, they're under uh, contracts.
3: Spriggs, uh, Spriggs yeah. is the one that got paid the second round money, though.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, why would you, I, again, like I said earlier, what do you stand to gain by getting rid of a guy in April or May? I mean, bring him to camp.
3: I mean, who knows? Okay. I'm not saying they're going to make it to September, but I'm saying mm-hmm. you bring him
4: into camp, bring him to the mini camps, bring him, I mean, you bring 90 guys into camp. hmm so, why not bring these? I mean, they, uh, they. Again, if you could trade one of them and get something, I'm all for that. But, I mean, why not bring those guys in? Who are the 46 Briggs, Panky, McCray, and who else?
3: Uh, Saragusa. Oh,
4: Saragusa, I just told
3: you. How no, much yeah, I know. I'm definitely bringing him in. Hey, um, I'm, hey it, it was kind of like that, kind of like one of those ones that you like throw away. When it comes to doing a poll online, it's just one of those throwaway ones. That's how I was looking at it.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I—I bring I
3: everybody to camp. I
4: mean, why not? It—it <laughs> it doesn't. Call, I mean, unless you get, unless you find that you know you drafted a bunch of guys and you added some other, and there's no room for him, maybe. But you know, there's one other name that we haven't mentioned. Okay. I—I I think it's worth bringing up mm-hmm. because who knows? When nobody knows what's going on with this young man. Um.
3: Cole Madison. And, and
4: Cole Madison. Yeah. He was a. I mean, I'll go as far. I'm, I'll go on the limb here a little bit. But, I think he would have been the starting right guard by the end of the season had he been there. He had it, if you remember, people were raving about him at minicamp and through the OTAs mm-hmm. that yep. he I mean, it's not it's a big difference from OTAs in mini camp than it is to training camp in a regular season mm-hmm. but um you know he did a he did a good I mean he looked like a, a promising young talent and then all of a sudden for whatever reasons he decided he wasn't gonna play now if he still feels that way then all bets are off and he he gets on with his life but he i mean the packers still have him under rights if he decides whatever issues or whatever he was dealing with is now over and he wants to play again i think they bring him in and give him and give him a long look again
3: all right final question now before we say goodbye here on pack a day in one word describe the packers offensive line of 2018 Yes.
4: Inconsistent.
3: Okay, why was that?
4: You said one word. I give you one word.
3: I mean, one <laughs> one because they had some good games. They
4: had some. They. I, I mean, there were games where they played well. There was games where they were a disaster. Um, they have a couple, like I said, outstanding players. In fact, the and Lindsay, and a couple guys that shouldn't have been out there, like you know Bell and McRae. Um, Brian Balaga was, you know, when he's healthy, he's good, but he wasn't healthy for, you know, half the year. So I think inconsistent, you know, I think for, since he held me to one word, I think inconsistent was a good
3: one. What would be a good word for the Packers offensive line in 2019? One word. Improved. Improved. Okay, can you explain that one, or is that all you got to give yeah. me? Well, again, you,
4: <laughs> ask them, I, you know, improved. They, if, if they need to improve their offensive line, especially the – The right side of it and whether it's through the draft or free agency or a guy like like a nico saragusa becoming the player that the ravens thought he was going to be when they drafted him in the fourth round but they have to get better they have to improve the offensive line in in 2019 for the team to do better
3: all right so for my word for 2018 i would def i would say mediocre and then for 2019 i would i'm just going to go three words on this to heck with it i'm just going to say show (laughs) me something Show me something. I want to see what this new offense, this this whole new coaching staff, are we going to see some changes or is it going to be deja vu for Packer fans going forward? But like I said, I've been quite up. I went from fine to optimistic to kind of excited by some of the hires that Matt LaFleur has made so far. Keeping Mike Patton, firing Frank Zignetti. Uh, hiring Nathaniel Hackett, who will finally have a legitimate quarterback for the first time in his career. And also kind of interesting that he's the same age as LaFleur as well. But, Mark, this is going to be a probably one of the, the biggest off seasons for the Packers going forward. It's going to be really topsy-turvy. It's going to be crazy. Sometimes we're going to feel like we're in a dream world. We're in inception time right now uh, going forward with this. And then when free agency time comes along, it's going to get very interesting.
4: Oh, this will be one of the more fun and interesting and busy and whatever else you want, whatever word you, you want to use to describe this this Packer offseason. It already has been with, with the new coach and the new coaching staff, but um, you know this isn't the old Packers who didn't play when free, you know, kind of sat out the free agency market. Mm. They're going to be, I think they're going to be very involved. Uh, you have two first round draft picks for the first time. And God, uh, since um, when they traded in the, the, the one year, they traded back into the first round when they got Clay Matthews, but the, to go into the draft with two first round picks, it's been a long time since they've had that. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a fun, interesting next couple months for, for Packer fans and the Packers them, themselves.
3: Well, until then, enjoy the championship games. Uh, we got a couple good ones coming up here, and uh, I couldn't think of anybody better to do Packers offseason talk than you, Mark. So uh, thanks okay. once again, and we'll talk again. And we'll do it again. We'll do it again, All right. for sure. All right, take, take care. All right, uh, Packer fans, that's, of course, Mark Eckel, 32 years in the business from BobMcGinnFootball.com. If you have not subscribed, I take advantage of it. This is the source for Packers writing because McGinn goes – beyond the helmet. He goes beyond the field and he will be able to get you the information that you need. So go to www.bobmagainfootball.com or if you want to look at some outside the box conversation, go to packerstalk.com. Al Bracco has done a terrific job uh, giving me this opportunity, keeping me on for the offseason and we're just really excited at Packers Talk to continue this. So please go to packerstalk.com or bobmagainfootball.com for your two biggest sources and of Packer conversation. Well, this conversation is over and that end of the year review of Offensive Line has come to a close. The three greatest words in the dictionary of the Green Bay Packers is, of course, Go Pack Go. For Mark Echo, I'm Jake Turner and enjoy Championship Weekend and we'll talk to you next time, Packer backers, right here on the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Shep
2: to wild. Oh, yes. Shotgun. Packers showing a blitz and here they come. Benther looking. Hit as he throws it. Deep down the right sideline. And it's intercepted it. it on the play. Spectacular interception by Kevin King and the nine-yard line of Green Bay. Santa to Rogers looking right. Throws the right side. Zing Brown makes it out. Oh, he reached back to get! All six, five of his frame tumbled out of bounds inside the 30 and the 28 yard line. Hunter Bradley, the snap. JK Scott down on one knee, arm extended. Here it is placement made. Kick is up. It is good. It is yes. good. Mason yes. Mason Crosby yes. Crosby. delivers the there dagger. Go. One week after his worst day ever, he delivers the dagger tonight. Third and five, 13-yard line of Atlanta. Snap. Ryan looks right, throws right, intercepted to the house. Freeland, touchdown. Green Bay Packers. 19-yard interception return, and it's 16 to seven Packers. Rodgers looks it over, takes the snap, blitz on. They pick it up. Locks they it got him. They got him. Single back offense behind Aaron Rodgers, who ducks it under center. From the 29 of Green Bay, and here's the handoff up the middle, Big hole, straight ahead. He- Trailing 30 to 23, two minutes straight up to go in the game. San Francisco showing a blitz through the a gap, and here they come. Rodgers looking, throws left side of the, the end zone. He gets touchdown. Yes! Devontae yes! Adams, left corner of the end zone, from Aaron Rodgers. 16 yard touchdown pass. The Packers an extra point away from getting this game tied.